commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Chris Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show of in-depth coverage for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, the new segment rundown for August 6, 2021. 99 problems for the Bad Batch is one. Boba's Bounty Ball. But first, the news. All right, thank you very much, Grex. Yeah. Welcome back to another Core World News, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always. Uh, let's start off with some news. There was some news that happened this week in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, firstly, uh, I mean, I guess technically this is more mouse than man. But um, Disney's new uh, Galactic Cruiser Hotel, they have now listed the price. We've been talking about this for a while now, guessing we knew it would be astronomical. Uh, but it turns out it's I'm even more than out that. I'm taking the mortgage right now, guys. You can yeah. buy a car for less than a two-night trip to this galactic. But you know, it doesn't ca- it does include food and drink, not alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it you get four meals, five, four and a half meals. Yeah, and all, the, all that, is, that is like a resort if you were to go to the you know the the Caribbean or to get any you know tropical island resort. Usually, why are you guys defending them? No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I was joking defending it, and, and Grant's all in. No, it is if it is though. I will say, having gone to some of those Caribbean resorts, that usually includes alcohol. Um, but uh, it also does include a trip to the park. So there's that. So that gets, include, that's, yes. that's $120, $150. Yeah, and a meal <laughs> in there, you get it, or they get a, like a, they call it like a short meal. That's the half meal I mentioned before. Yeah. Listen, so you get, like, you get, you get, you get to hang out with Twilic servers and you get to see, you know, people working on the Galactic Cruiser. Like that is pretty cool. Like I mean, it's all it is, it's gonna be different species from around the galaxy. I've always thought that's what they needed to do, which was explore what it's like to basically with all their media fronts and and the rise, the amusement park attractions and all that sort of stuff, just create more animatronics and more alien, you know, staff. You know, yeah. like make it feel immersive. Like I feel like if you had aliens doing the news, if you had aliens, you know, like just uh, using more alien species throughout the parks would be incredible. Yeah, the yeah. whole Star Wars experience. And dang, Farrick. Grant, you're making me play devil's advocate here, but I think yeah. you're right. It, it, that just might be the cost of having an actual immersive experience with real role-playing yeah. actors for 72 straight hours, 36 straight hours. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple thoughts about it. One, the price is a weird price point because I, I don't I can't afford that, but it was enough for me to look at going maybe right. Like like I have a I have a specific birthday coming up in three years, four years. And I think that's probably going to be what I'm going to ask uh, my wife for to be like, can you just spend the next four birthdays on that? Um, so we'll see how that goes. But the other thing too, is I think this is more of an introductory price. I have a feeling that will come down. Um, the other, other thing is that it's only a hundred room uh, hotel. Yeah. So it's not a lot of space. And then finally, and then I'll let someone else talk is I feel like they need to do what Hamilton does, which is Hamilton, Every production, there are $10 tickets that are lotteried off to anyone. Anyone can enter. If you win, you get $10 tickets. And this is to allow people who can't afford Broadway price tickets entry into something. And I feel like Disney, for good faith, needs to do something similar, like one room a night 
or one cruise every two years. They they just or two uh, every two nights is lotteried off at a at a loss just for to yeah. make it possible for people who don't have literally thousands of dollars. What if you could get points within the park? Because I've heard about a point system in the park where you can find I guess secret messages and things like that and catalog them on your Disney account on the app. What if you could get points to eventually like win a ride in the Galactic, you know, Star Cruiser? Like that would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's that. All of those I think would be great and help mitigate the price. We we haven't said the price, but it's. I mean, the introductory what we're seeing, it's like, I think it for two people it's like five thousand dollars. Like yeah, it's five 49. grand. And then, but for four people it's only like six. Yeah, because it's per room. Because it's four people in one room, so I think that's why they're the price lowers per person. Yeah. And then there's yeah. another tier. There's going to be like an executive tier and like yeah, yeah. And things like that. This uh, is like your basic introductory level thing is five grand. Nikes. So how many yeah. days is is it though? In total? Two, nights. Two nights. Two nights and three days. And I assume the middle of the second day, you probably go to the park or maybe you do it on the third. I don't know. That would be kind of. I think of... it's the second day. Yeah, I think that's the plan, the itinerary. Um, I will say for some of the other resorts in Disney, like the Animal Kingdom and things like that, it is that is not outside of normal pricing for some of the hotels. There's some of the luxury hotels that are in the parks. OK. Yeah. It's still an exorbitant amount that I don't I can't ever think i would spend on something but but people do and people have been doing it yeah so they, they released a little video uh on starwars.com and you see it and it's sort of like uh this grown man throwing on jedi robes and igniting a lightsaber and running out there with his family <laughs> to go purchase like living LARP, his best life is that go larp saying? with strangers um and i was just like i don't know if i can do that honestly <laughs> yeah. but like if i don't do that i'm not getting my six thousand dollars <laughs> Or right. they say like twelve hundred dollars per person, roughly. Uh, but it's yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah. So I'm like, well, I guess I've got to do that. So add yeah. in the cost of your cost. Can you role play a Jedi dispatch from the core worlds, like on a mission, and you're well, basically you, leading no. the Star Cruiser, deciding you where cannot. it goes. You, you cannot. You you, and that's why that video is a whole bunch of lies. <laughs> that video is a giant lie because this is canon. Right. They treat the whole thing as canon. It exists between episodes eight and nine. You can't be a Jedi. There's oh, no right, way they're going to let you be a Jedi. Because uh, like Ray crashes the party yeah. and then Kylo crashes the party or something. Yeah. Throughout your stay. Yeah. Does that happen? Yeah. Kylo definitely does. So so the thing is, is that you can't like you can't do Jedi stuff in Galaxy's Edge. You yeah. can't wear Jedi robes. You can't ignite your lightsaber. You get into trouble if you do it. <laughs> Yeah, you go to jail. I actually would like to go to jail at yeah. like space jail at, at in Batu. <laughs> like, like, is this part of to, it? Yeah, just is, to say, like, into, like, is DJ hanging out in the corner? <laughs> yeah, just kill a couple hours and see what that's like. Yeah. Um yeah. DJ, is that you? No, it's just me, Benicio del Toro. I I I had a few too many blue milks. Don't ask me about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, something they would never do, but I would like is if they sort of like randomly assigned every person on the ship like a role. Like yeah. you're a smuggler or your family are, you know, mechanics or, you know, your droid navigators or like your whatever. And, you know, and they, they gave you a costume and they sort yeah. of like, go for it. What if know? it was like a giant escape room where you get this like coded message in your room to like you have to s slice but into the like, computer? Like, seriously? Yeah. No, they, like, and then you like take part in this like 
mission. I don't know. Like that would be cool. I, I mean, you're you're both talking about like they should or they could. No, they. I will even better. They better do that for five thousand dollars it better be fully immersive like i better be given a role and i'm with you <laughs> this gives me anxiety thinking that i would have to like role play but for five grand i better like they better come in they better have a dossier for me that i need to memorize i want vader to like yeah. wake me up i want him yeah. to like, storm into the room yes yeah. get up yeah yeah it'll um, yeah, be wild no he's probably not around if it doesn't take place between uh eight and nine it's intriguing, but it's ludicrous. It's a yeah. it's a ludicrous amount of money for the middle class, anyway. It's like I, you know, and you know, but I mean, can I guess you lounge got... around like a hut. Can you do that? No, give me a hut outfit. That would be great. I would just sit there with my vape in like the corner of the bar. But I feel like I'd kind of be missing out on the things if I did. Like, what are but... you supposed to be like? I'm role playing a hut. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have <laughs> suit. Oh my gosh! Like roll in with an amazing hut costume and just like sit there. All right, yeah. now now we got that would be a dynamic, dyna dynamic visit though. I feel like you'd you'd want to be able to walk around the cabin, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who's got who's got six grand to waste on being a slug in the bar? Like I, I don't know. Uh, looks awesome though. I it mean, really it looks does. Like yeah, crazy experience. We all. I can't believe we haven't been to galaxy's edge yet it's a crime but i don't know i, I can't <laughs> believe it late a global pandemic yeah I, I literally have had two disney trips postponed because yeah. of it and soon to be a third because of the delta variant so what if we just wear i give up hell I, I what if we all wear a mando helmet or something yeah 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 with a real I love it. respirator, respirator. Yeah. But we're yeah. all darth vader and like just like have actual like breathers on our body it's like dude, dude. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, or something. I'm into there. it. The uh, yeah. Beskar Den or whatever, or Desk Deng Ragnar uh, Rathdeng uh, Ferris. Rathgar Deng. Thank you. Rathgars or something else. No, Rath. Yeah, it is Rathgar Deng. Rathgar Deng. Rathtar. Rothgar. Rothgar Deng. Rothgar Deng. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Rathtars are those. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. We all are having simultaneous strokes. <laughs> I know. I'm going to come up, show up in a Rathtar costume and just roll through the hallways. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Dengue sisters. Yeah. That's our right. day. Yes. Characters. Different characters altogether. All right. So that happened. Um, I don't know if you y'all want to talk about this, but I, I found this other headline. I sent it to you both before it happens. But it's there's this thing that comes out on StarWars.com called Star Wars Inside Intel. And this one's like, it's called titled Palpatine's Contingency Plan, and it actually spelled out yeah what you know what act what happened and and I mean there wasn't really any news in there but the um the the writer and I don't have her name off the on my tongue right now but um really did a nice job concisely like spelling out the motivations the machinations that Palpatine used. Uh, to be an immortal leader of the galaxy. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. But it, what, did, what did what did you think? Did you you guys both read this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great summation of the contingency plan and Operation Cinder and talked a bit about what happens in the Aftermath books and the Battlefront yeah. game and um, uh, other kind of outside sources. Uh, it, it didn't really get into the um, Alphabet Squadron stuff about N Necronus and like that 
that really dark story that's in there that's basically well, it actually did, I think it was part it touched of that, on right? it right because they and that, that was actually the most interesting part to me was so Operation Cinder right. which we knew about like that's from the um, aftermath books and also but they also touched on it a lot in in Alphabet Squadron it kind of happens simultaneously I think to um, aftermath they they said that he wanted to destroy uh high value empire outposts to destroy the knowledge that they had. Right. Yeah. And like, like embarrassing information or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, it's probably sensitive information that leads sensitive. back to anything that yeah. leads back to the final order and Exegol. I think he wanted to do, and I missed that in all of my readings. I, I never really got why Palpatine wanted to destroy the empire, but they said it was two things. One, it was to, like I just said, you know, destroy that intel and keep the, the sensitive information out of the wrong hands. But two, to punish the weak. It's just yeah. like, yikes. But like kind of cool. Like it's, you know, there's something like, oh, yes, you know, if you make a mistake, we kill you. It's like, OK, we've seen that bit before. It's like, oh, no, you're like all of you are a failure. Some of you were bad. And so I'm just destroying all of you, except for yeah. the, the very elite few that were able to be part of the final order in the outer regions. Yeah. It's basically scorched earth kind of right uh, yeah. for World War Two, you know, like burning crop fields, burning everything. Yeah. After yeah. You, you run out of troop supply and you're, you're pushing out of an area, you want to burn everything that's left. But even your but, own people and your own supplies and your own intel. Yeah, I mean, that's own, part like, of it. Yeah. But very much in Palpatine's, you know, veins, there's there's the added level of it. Right. It's not just scorched earth. It's scorched earth. Earth. To like you like hide secrets, right? Hide this ongoing plot, which, yes. I, which I appreciated, as you mentioned, Ben. So like, yeah, it was a great summation. It was good to kind of be reminded of all this stuff. I, I still have, I, I still have a bit of an issue with the beginning point of it, which is that Palpatine ever thought he would could die. Like, I feel like he was so egotistical, right? For his mind would never yeah. even think of that. But but if he did this definitely seems like a Palpatine move because in the end, it's not really like, he's like, I will, I won't die. Like, even if you think I'm dead, I'm not. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was kind of a weird two prong thing. Cause it was the contingency for if he would like died, but I guess the, like eventually he would die. Right. So, I mean, he had been doing this. He, he still needed to find a way to become immortal and like outlive natural death. You know, right. like he could have, the contingency could go into effect if he died of natural causes. Right. Yeah. He had yeah. too many, too much Popeye's chicken and had a coronary and, you know, whatever. Well, what's so fascinating about this, though, is they basically solidify the idea that he was his his, his spirit or his restless wraith kind of like tortured wraith was looking for another four after yeah. that body had died, which was I had never seen that come out of like an official source before. This is stuff I was guessing and theorizing about during the sequel trilogy where i was like oh is, is he out and about is that going to hang over these films and it didn't really hang over the films until really the third film felt like it was all of a sudden it just it just became very palpatine focused which was odd to me because i was like you you'd think that wrath that wraith that tortured wraith would be like hanging over the three films in a weird yeah way. i mean if they knew that's where it was going that's yeah. where it would have gone in those yeah. films but i think they i think i think in um the Rise of Skywalker novelization by, I think it's Ray Carson. Is it Carson? Yeah, Ray Carson had to look at it. I think I think she did mention the spirit transfer in that. The book. dark transfer. Yeah. And things like that. I, yeah. 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 That, Even that, 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 that old Legends Book of the Sith uh, and the, the, uh, yeah. that actually has at the end of that, the final chapter is a chapter from Palpatine about, you know, like, 
uh, alluding to the contingency plan and like destroying all that's you know in everything in his wake while he finds a way to you know refine rebirth and how he's inevitably going to come back and uh you know once again rule the galaxy like that's all at the end of that book and it's crazy because having read that i was like oh this is never this is what the this the sequel trilogies are going to have to explore because it seems like it was in all this legends material and it was kind of if george was involved with what was you know coming out of lucasfilm before his departure like i imagine people want to stay faithful to that vision yeah yeah definitely i thought it was interesting it was the the explanation of sort of when he passed away somehow his, he the spirit transfer went all the way to Exegol immediately and then he was in some shell that wasn't they said wasn't strong enough to hold him whatever yeah that really means but i guess so the the irony is that he was the puppet master trying to create his better self but he looked literally like a puppet on a jib arm yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, uh, but yeah, so it was like, I guess he was conducting all his business from Exegol, trapped out there trying to find uh, the right thing. And, and that's where he created uh, Ray, ultimately. Yeah. Ray's parents than Ray, so. I, I, I really like, I think this article does a really good job for those of you who don't, you know, delve into the EU stuff. Yeah. Showing how much work <laughs> the EU is doing. It's pretty impressive, right? Like, because all the stuff mentioned in this is none of it's in the film. Like, literally, we get a Palpatine's return somehow, cloning dark magic. That's it. We don't hear about Operation Cinder. We don't hear about any of these things, really. Yeah. 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 We really don't know Snoke's origin or why he's gained notoriety, really. And and in this, I found it interesting that they they talk about Palpatine making all these strand casts, and then the uh, eventually Snoke uh, has uh, arises, and he's. Uh, He's basically, you know, he's he's his, he's his own autonomous being. He's he's but yeah. he's also a puppet yeah. to some degree as well. But he fosters this sort of anger, and uh, that it kind of differentiates his personality from Palpatine. So it's not it's not like an overlap there. But I, w- I was hoping that they would explore the idea that Luke was involved with Snoke and Snoke's creation. I was thinking yeah. Luke's DNA would be involved there because I always thought that was a really poetic kind of way to go with things to show the corrupted I mean, Luke Skywalker that's basically a potentiality from return of the Jedi because of the emperors kind of coaxing him to the dark side. Like, what does that look like further down the line? What is that character? Like, that's a, I it, it, just to have them both in one film would be incredible. I know you're not going to get it in film grant, but you're going to get your wish because we saw Luke's hand. We saw yeah, yeah. Luke's hand on Exegol. On Exegol. Yeah. Um, and actually that it's interesting. You bring up Snoke because that was there was a line about Snoke in here, and it was very carefully worded. Yeah, they called him. I'm tr- sorry. I'm so, here. He goes led by one of Palpatine's evil duplicates called Snoke. So it's like, is it a duplicate yeah. of Palpatine, or it's a, just a duplicate? Is just another word for uh, something. So it's right. like it was a for thing. me. It was always Luke was always involved there, just in my own well, headcan. So and if you parse the part, the hand we saw in the yeah. right back. That sentence, it could either mean a duplicate of Palpatine or possessive that Palpatine duplicate of something. It it's that's that phrase, yeah. as you mentioned, is very carefully worded that it could go either way and still be true. Yeah. It could be I, yeah. My headcanon, I kinda like the idea that it was this sort of form. I mean, I think it was just a vessel that Palpatine was hoping to inhabit. And because we saw multiple Snokes in the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. there so it's like maybe these were like these were some of the first tries and you know 
I don't know. Or maybe, you know, maybe the, the emperor was actually inhabiting that Snoke the whole time. And like that, he was that was one of his forms. And then when they killed Snoke, he just went back into his, you know, onto his jib arm again. Right. And puppeted around. You know, he could have these sort of meat machines that he pilots, um, you know, that weren't fully capable. But because Snoke was very powerful in the um, with the dark side. And it's I don't know. I could see that. I felt they had different personalities personally. I mean, I don't know if that's just Andy Serkis, Ian McDermott, like just acting wise like obviously they're very different actors but yeah uh i <laughs> uh that adam just changed his background from this out there uh, <laughs> no, just, just the, the tank snokes, snokes, snokes in a jar uh, snokes on snokes behind you yeah uh yeah i gotta think that was they got a little luke and sprinkled like that luke's hand yeah. got some dna from there sprinkled into the tank and that's how you got you know snoke being as powerful as he was and I don't know. Maybe like maybe it was an imperfect process too. Maybe that's yeah. why he's he's so maybe degraded. It's, maybe it's like the fly. Like he was making yeah. a perfect clone of himself, and then someone accidentally dropped a fingernail in yeah. the cloning vat, <laughs> and he gets snoped. A Jedi finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I feel like I feel like we covered that article. I mean, like we could talk about the con- contingency <laughs> yeah. plan. We could do a series on that. We could probably do episodes on the contingency plan. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, I almost was like, let's save this for after the Bad Batch uh, ends and just do like a contingency episode. The R&D that survives the collapse uh, of the Empire, like why the tech is so yeah. like futuristic. Like what? Like how did that all happen? I know. Obviously we're seeing that in Mando, which is I cool. was going to say, we're going like, to get a lot more of yeah, that. Yeah, it's bleeding yeah. into everything now. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And actually in the big front flaps of books now, they have the time periods and it, mm-hmm. the like Mando verse gets its own time period now. And I think it's just called like the New Republic or it, it's called like the. Yeah. But it's like essentially like the rebuilding empire or something like that. Or the I don't know. They, they have a cool term. We haven't. It. Yeah. They need to explore the Sentinel droids, basically. Like those those droids need to come yeah. back in live action because they're so terrifying beautifully rendered in that battlefront game that if you oh, right, right. brought that yeah. in the live action space it would be phenomenal footage yeah yeah it would be beautiful and spooky and really great yeah i hope we see that in this yeah so really that new republic you can find a broken one it doesn't have to be like mint condition like you know like we've seen the mint condition <laughs> yeah find one that's just like screwed up in a cave or something yeah that'd be great well so this does actually tie into our next segment which is uh bad batch uh as far as scorched earth goes, we get to see some of that firsthand. So yeah. Why, don't we, oh, yeah. Uh, why don't we move on to the bad batch? Do it. If you're having clone problems, I feel bad for you, son. I have 99 problems, but the bad batch ain't one. Uh, hit me. Welcome back to another edition of Bad Batch, uh, the penultimate episode for season one. This was episode 15, Return to Camino, And uh, it was awesome. I always love to go to Camino. Yeah. We got we got the score, like the long form score of the like George Williams yeah. or to Camino. That and string like, kind of riff where it's like. We got that exactly. like the entire episode. It was like 15 minutes later. <laughs> it's uh, one of my yeah. favorite cues. It's great. I mean, yeah. you guys know I love Camino. It's my favorite I place. I was 
I was very excited for you when I saw the title. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode, too, but I thought of you specifically when I saw the title. I'm like, Ben must be having the time of his life. I am. Like alien, like... too. It's like, we're descending. We're descending. <laughs> yeah, we it was very very score. Was I mean, just... that's something to mention. This episode took its time for a 24-minute episode, which I enjoyed. Like, you could, you, I, you knew going in it's going to be a two-parter. You just know it just because yeah, it's, yeah. you know. But And it just did that. Like, I feel like if they tried to do this in the middle of the season they would have rushed it and they gotten it all done in one episode, but there's like meandering scenes again in a good way. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. They, I, I mean, thought we were going to see some stuff in this episode. I thought we were going to go in the underbelly of those facilities and see some things. Yeah. yeah. It kind of didn't happen, but maybe in the nope. next part, we got, it. we got a little bit, we get, I mean, that, so that's when I got really excited. So there's, you know, we get the secret platform that, you know, obviously the overview here, we knew, um, this is really carried over from the last episode. Hunter was taken captive by Crosshair. Crosshair takes him back to Camino and intentionally leads the rest of the group uh, to go find him to Camino. Right? They'll so, come for you. Right. That's all he so, over and over again. Yeah, but they, they try Not to wrong. sneak into the facility. And Omega, of course, has the insider knowledge because I think she's had an unaltered life. And however old she is, she's been there her whole life really on Camino. And so knows the secret like entrance to Camino, and I mean yeah. that was really cool. The like you go to the exact spot, the computer consoles, all that stuff. Dude, underwater glass trams, like how cool is that? I wanted to see like huge sea monsters sort of like swimming next to that. Does um, she even she activates those death troopers later. Uh, yeah, she knows how to use all the Camino technology, which is pretty cool, pretty useful, and would be cool to see in book of boba if they bring that character in in some way where it is old camino facilities and you see that technology with dust on it you know like lived in used yeah. like she knows how to use it like, that would be so cool yeah really cool so yeah so they get into the facility it's a trap um and then hilarity ensues i mean yeah i kind of i so badly want to jump to the end of this um, well, we we can. People know we we're can. gonna spoil no it. Rules, right? Yeah. So it it just so that you know, there's all these things. But first of all, I mean, do I deserve a victory lap on Crosshair here? I mean, yeah, you do. I was like, we all. I was of, about to like give you all caps. Shout I was out literally about to ask if I deserve where, a victory lap. Go ahead, like, man. <laughs> we should like, we should start it. with Adam because yeah, the, yeah. the big reveal it was it was totally Adam's call, which was that allegedly. He, yeah, uh, Crosshair, n never had a chip. He said he had his removed a long, long time. time ago and was very cagey when about when, if if at all. Yeah. 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 But right. no, I, I, Ben, I think, I, I think, yeah, that's one I think we may share this because I was during it, I was waiting for, for the turn to happen. And there is a bit of a turn. Yeah. Well, maybe next episode. So yeah. I guess that's, that's when I'll, I'll do my full lap. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, I don't know yet. Really, because yeah. there was it kind of we, end, ended, you know, uh, without any kind of discernible idea whether he's he is good or he is bad. Because I mean, you know, that we, final quick draw. We got a lot of dichotomy here at a crosshair. He's like, at the first thing, like you abandoned me, but on the other hand, it was like he thinks they're totally wrong and goes against everything they stood for. I guess in Crosshair's mind, they should all be on thinking the same way he is because yeah he's right yeah exactly uh in his own mind he thinks uh and i mean we got a little bit of that at the beginning of the season right where crosshair is just like philosophically different thinks philosophically different than um hunter and the rest of the group 
Right. But um, I don't know. And there, there's a lot of stuff. That, like, what did you think about how Crosshair explained See, all of that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to just give you a shout out for holding out hope for his his redemption. Because I'm still holding out. Hope. I thought he was gone. I thought he was a. I thought he was gone immediately because I just started to pick up on these kind of Tom Riddle vibes, and I was like, oh, this character's just evil. Like I just. I felt like he was meant to be this kind of just the, the one version of the I identity that I think dark. he is, but we yeah. can get there. <laughs> I think this is just someone searching for justification for the evil actions he committed. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree with that. Uh, and then I feel like um, I feel like uh, he is uh, he, he wants he, he's got that I- idealized vision of power that, that corrupts everyone where he's thinking the empire is going to need us. Like I can prove to the empire that they need clone troopers and our strategies and our tactics. And my, my team can come with me and lead basically. And we can be all powerful with the empire and just be an unstoppable force. Yeah. And, uh, and so he's, he's got this bad faith. He's just living in, it's just, it's fascinating because it happens to all of them where it's these visions. I think they get these, these visions of, of grandeur, you know, that, that, that's what really corrupts them. The power, I think seeking of power yeah i think he's a true believer in the order of the empire yeah i guess and i mean he sounds like well he's a soldier right and they're soldiers and this is absolute power in the galaxy and so therefore and that he i mean he also is like a supremacist or elitist like he's got yeah. that sort of magneto thing where it's like we're better than them yeah yeah TK you know, this is our destiny mean nothing to him yeah yeah the reg yeah regs he's just like they're nobody he's like why do you care about regs and um, yeah, so he thinks that they're better. I mean, then obviously, then we get the Operation Cinder move, which is obviously many years before the action, the real Operation Cinder, but it's done for the exact same reason as right. Operation Cinder. And we get the directive from Tarkin, so we know it came from the Emperor. Um, Bio and ready. <laughs> it was like yeah, the exactly. sample. It was like the voice sample. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was. And they and they flattened that city. What was the name of the city, Grant? Typoca city, Typoca city, Typoca city. Yeah. Tapioca city. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that was a bummer, man, but now we know what happened to at least that part of Camino. I still want to see other parts of Camino. I would love for like a hideout of other, you know, Kaminoans somewhere on like a tropical isle or something or an underwater amphibious city or something would be pretty cool. But I don't know. I guess I'm never going to get that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the abyss <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally i can see you that. never know uh yeah. well it'd be fun to go back there i think later especially after rise of skywalker and showing us kind of what a a water planet can look like yeah ocean world ocean moon uh it'd be cool to go back to camino and, and see the, the ruins there yeah and i don't know it's a, we i mean it, this show did set precedent that there are other kaminoan facilities i mean we don't even know if that's yeah, they're Kaminoans, so they're from that place. But they have other secret facilities on other right. planets, moons and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably the last we're ever going to see Kamino. Yeah, probably. For Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Unless maybe in the, you know, the Mandoverse, the, the New Republic era, you know, they, they start doing clone research and it takes them underwater, just like Grant was saying, um, to go, you know, try and dig up some a trail of clues uh to yeah. lead them maybe to exegol at that's some point. A- that could be an afro story honestly that'd be that'd be 
great. That'd be a great Afro story, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this. We got AZ come came back in this episode. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jenny, yeah, yeah. Jenny was a big AZ fan. <laughs> um, she was like, I hope that one stays with them for the rest of the thing. And I'm like, yep, I do too. AZ's a great droid. Um, and he actually I, does something this episode, doesn't he? Like hit someone at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's I like, like, I did it. Nice. Um, the voice work was done by Ben Diskin. Uh, which is cool. Uh, very good job. And yeah, I just like the bit where it's like his number like is pi. It's listed as RZI uh, three, but he's always like three point you know three one four seven six eight nine and like and they're just like okay we get it we get it but it's a good. I think bit. you mean oh, three four five two one one eight nine six two four six four six nine eight seven two one three four seven. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for correcting me. I've never been happier to be wrong. But uh, it's just a great bit. It's a good bit. It pays off for me every time. So this so this episode ends, I mean, with the standoff between Hunter and Crosshair. Yeah. After they get some teamwork involved, like after they after they work together for a a few scenes to to fight off the uh, the other elite, I guess they're not like clone troopers or stormtroopers at this point. Yeah, uh, with uh, they they take them out, or I guess just Crosshair takes them all out with one, like yeah, blaster round. yeah. Oh, she actually, that, so that was it. Yeah, that was mirrors. a cool scene because Tech like nudges Wrecker because he sees this like silver globe on the wall, and we saw, I think, in one of the first episodes, or maybe even it was season seven of Clone Wars, where he lines a hallway with a bunch of them and does that ricochet. Uh, ricochet shot trick right um so so tech was like savvy to that was like "Mm, that's interesting and uh yeah that was a slick move yeah Yeah. but finally at in that final scene when they do the phase off uh hunter uses the stun round but uh crosshair uses a lethal blaster ball right like he fires Mm -hmm. a lethal round at hunter he does yeah so that basically proves it at the end of the episode that Crosshair is not to be trusted. He's just, he's Kylo Ren right now. He's just susceptible to these visions of the dark, the the power. And, right. Yeah, I'm control. still like, it's still like the whole thing with the chip doesn't make any sense to me because they showed the scene where they, they're like, oh, his chip was damaged, but they crank up the voltage on it. And you see him like Frankenstein's monster, like shaking on the, you know, table, Crosshair shaking on the table reacting to his chip being like turned up to 11 and uh i don't know so i I don't fully buy that but i I do see maybe his head wound when they look at his there's like a shot of his head wound with like looking at it and they're like oh maybe that's what destroyed it yeah maybe it is really fine i don't know it's there's a lot of his like archetype is that he is the chaotic evil like one of them basically yeah (laughs) no i think yeah i think he had it it's like pretty yeah. distilled. I, no, I'm I think, with you, Grant. Like I want him to be like come back with the team and live happily ever after, and like have the team gallivant through the galaxy doing awesome stuff. But like I can't see that. He doesn't see a he's life outside being a soldier and killing people. Like he's a soldier yeah. who uses his rifle, and right. that's what he sees himself as. And he also just slaughtered that whole group of uh, of of individ- of people. And like, what was it, episode two of the of the season? 
Yeah. yeah. Crosshair's archetype cannot go do the kind of like smuggling missions that they're doing. Like that's just his character can't be there. He would question the mission. The yeah. Like, and why are we here? What is this doing? Like, and then he kill battle. Why aren't we at a front right now, like fighting? I, opposed to I did love the when he radioed down to have Omega taken away, basically not killed, yeah. not destroyed. Yeah. And, and I, he made a really impassioned, thoughtful speech of like, if you care for her, like, what are you doing? You're taking her on missions. You're exposing her to danger. If you really care for her, let her go. Get, you know, send her away. Yeah. I thought that was really, that was a really, really good. Yeah. Right. But I, I think all of this is just like a lesson in my myopia. It's just like he, like he, yeah. Yes, he still feels, but he just thinks his point of view is the right one, even though he's like a bloodthirsty murderer. He is right about part. that, though. It's like, well, why did you bring her into the. No, but like, we went through that her. arc. I mean, like, yes, on its face, I can see why he thinks that. But like after going through this arc where it's like she's like, no, this is you are the family I choose to be with. Like we went through this all thing. Like, yes, it's dangerous, but she looks at them like family and that's the person she wants to be. And, you know, and then we see from Hunter and Wrecker that they are like they have these parental tendencies. They care about her. And, you know, I, I, you know, we've been through it. We know why she's why she's with them. And so I so for that reason, I can't say Crosshair is right. But I certainly understand his point of view. Good Lord, I hope there's a bit. There's a crash in the background there. I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> no, it was a fantastic. That was a fantastic moment of dialogue yeah. for, for Crosshair because yeah. that character had felt pretty kind of one note for yes. every time we'd saw him. You know, good soldiers follow orders and just kind of doing everything that Rampart wanted for the, the majority of the series. It was nice to then hear his philosophy, his point of view, and trying to like stick the the knife in and twist with hunter like really trying to get back at him for abandoning him he felt he he really felt abandoned in that in that early chapter which i didn't sense right away i felt like it was his own volition that he kind of left and, i see that's the thing i don't know, i don't I don't, I don't I don't buy it i think he bought i think he buys it i think he is i i think because he is a clone and we've he's been surrounding surrounded by good people and if his chip isn't functioning he's got to find justifications he's got to find ways to neutralize the horrible things he's done and i think he's doing that i think he's putting it on them i did this because you abandoned me right i think that's what he's telling himself yeah 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 i mean and and the whole abandonment thing is just like i was right you were wrong we're supposed to be a team you should believe what i believe you know the whole myopia thing again yeah and and you were just wrong to leave me. We should never have broken up, and I was right about it. So this might be apocalyptic. And and those face. always go real well, right? When when yeah. someone when someone tries to convince the other person, yeah. <laughs> Why did you break up with me? That always leads to to really good, <laughs> long lasting, yeah. Yeah. fruitful relationships. I know. Maybe he'll uh, come around though. I mean, so all right. So the only thing is that like so now Crosshair thinks he's destined for greatness to be this elite high level assassin, I guess, for the empire leading, you know, the charge, the the vanguard for this new empire. But then they just tried to kill him. So is that going to yeah. change his mind or is he like, no, I expected that. Um, it's fine. I survived. They'll take me back. It'll be. It's, cool. it's the early days. I think that he thinks he, they can still be swayed like that clones are still useful, especially if they're being hired to, we know, train some of these TK troopers. I think that I mean, 
there might be more worth in the, the clones than they're saying. And especially Maybe, the Kaminoans but, still argue there's worth in, in value. But the regs, the regulars actually refer to the regular clones, not the TK troopers. Right. So his whole discussion about being superior is, I don't think he even cares about the clones anymore. He sees the yeah. 99. He sees the mutants. As you said, Grant, kind of the Magnetos, right? He just sees them as superior. So I don't, I don't know. I part of me thinks of, you know, Ben. When you kind of asked the question, I think you asked it in a way that answered it. I, I think he's going to become a bounty hunter, become something else in the universe. And I think I don't, I don't think this is the last we're going to see of him. I, I think he's going to be a long-lasting thorn in the side of of, of the Bad Batch. Yeah, in yeah, some other so. some other form. Right, because he can't go back to the Empire. Right. No. They, I mean, they're not i don't it doesn't look like that rampart would ever welcome him back with open arms it's like oh you're still you're great oh i think rampart. i might have i think i might have i think i might have an idea here where they might be going with this so we have the bad batch adopting uh omega does crosshairs adopt alpha hmm. boba do we get him interacting with boba at some point to this idea of like i'm like your father I can teach you the ways of, you know, how to be a soldier. Like, that do would we be get that? amazing. That would be an incredible send-off for the series is to have that wow. meeting of the two uh, at the end there. That would be incredible. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I could be totally wrong about this, but at the end when um, Crosshair gets stunned and Hunter catches him, does, 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 does Hunter kind of look at the wound on Crosshair's head and kind of like see the damage they inflicted on him and kind of like is there this kind of like pity this like sorrow at the end there because there's that's something really going on there. Yeah. where that's going i think crosshair might take make the full turn come back to their side and help them with some sort of final basically it's going to be that final stand is going to happen i i would predict this final stand with all of them against rampart and those new troopers who are basically trying to be them they're basically trying to uh yeah. you know, emulate the clone process and the clone tactics, but they're just not as good. The clones I, are just superior. <laughs> I think, I think Hunter has a blind spot for Crosshair. I think Crosshair is going to worm, worm his way back in. I think the other clones are going to be very, uh, especially Echo is going to be very interesting of of this. And part of me wonders if then that doesn't get another second villain turn at the very end of the season, where basically he just maybe tries to wiggle his way back in with the Empire by sacrificing, you know by leading them into a trap. That would be great. Because that would end with, I sacrificed this for you, don't you care about me? And then they probably take him out too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Real. The Empire just proves to be incredibly dark. Schnakies. Well, it'll be exciting to see. Do I remember at some point, Adam, I feel like you brought this to our attention. Is it is next week going to be a double episode? Not that I'm aware of. It's going to be a single banger? Because we had a double episode to start, right? uh more wasn't it was it just i guess it was a 70 minute wasn't it it was long yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know was i it don't ex know extended part two though possibly maybe it'd be nice to get a little extra there again these like 26 minute episodes just it like, could just set up another season it will it'll end yeah. it at the finger especially yeah. with the state of the world and streaming it's like why not just keep doing serialized shows because it's the long form is just, it's what people want right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's good times. I'm hoping that I will have time to watch the whole season again before 
uh, next week and kind of so I'll get some perspective on like a full season wrap there. Yeah, that's always the best. Of yeah. Yeah, just because it'll be super fun. It's such a beautiful show and, and so well done. And yeah, I mean, we've talked about it all season, but uh, I really enjoyed this ride. Me too. Cannot wait. All righty, right. Why don't we get uh, into uh, join the War of the Bounty Hunters? Our, our kyber crystals are calling us <laughs> to go check out the bounty board. <laughs> bounty Hunters. Welcome to Boba's Bounty Board, a subsidiary of Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Uh, we got two issues today uh, that tie into each other quite nicely. Uh, so we're going to cover them in the order you should read them if you haven't already. I accidentally did it in the reverse it order. But, or uh, yeah. Organic. <laughs> Organic. <laughs> That's a good one, Grant. Wow. All right. Uh, so we have Four Lama Zuckas number one and Bounty Hunters number 15. Um, and actually, what, what Four Lama Zuckas number one has taught me is that we've been saying it wrong the entire time. So it's actually four LOM and Zuckus because every time you see his name in this issue, it is phonetically spelled out four LOM. Yeah. It's in every issue, actually. He yeah. I just never noticed LOM. until this. Can do it. Like, can't do it stubborn i can't do it it's four. no still calling for a long uh in zuckus must die brought to you by older zama sabriero maher asara and wilson and here's a very short uh summary mourning the loss of his partner uh mourning the loss of his partner for zuckus pulls up a bar stool and retells one of the duo's earliest adventure uh little does he know his past is about to catch up with him which can mean only one thing zuckus must die Dun, dun, meow. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts? This was amazing. Uh, <laughs> again, this is uh, Dana Jose Alder yep. uh, writing, I think, uh, Star Wars main run. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is an exclusive. This is an alpha. This is a one-shot for Long Zuckus issue. This yeah. is so beautiful. Like, this entire issue is incredible. The dialogue, uh, the, the bubbles with all the character um, kind of uh, heads in in the bubbles was incredible. That mm-hmm. uh, was awesome to read. Uh, the, that whole story in the past with the droids. Did you see the droid designs in this issue? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, we got Devin Lompop in this issue. It's basically all about Zuckus. Uh, I loved this issue. I thought it was incredible. The There's art. another character in here too that the design was really original and cool. Uh, the character's name is uh, Ramsin. R-A-M-S-I-N, and he looks a lot like Quinlan Boss, I'm just going to say. But he's riding a dewback and, like, has, yeah. like, it, the dewback's decked out in this, like, it's like this armor. It, it, it actually, the character and the dewback, um, it looks a lot like Horizon Zero Dawn, if you know that aesthetic at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, the design is beautiful, and it's, like, one of my favorites. So there's, like, armor on a dewback and then this character, but... I'm just wondering if Rams and it'd be wild if the whole time uh, Quinlan boss is on Tatooine also. So I can, I, I can tell you who this is. This oh, really? Is a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I Googled around a little bit. Uh, we actually see this character in the first star Wars movie ever. He shows up in no way. episode four. He is a, Stormtrooper or a sand trooper that is deserted. Is he really? 
Is he the guy that uh, was in a certain point of view that like gets yep. mind tricked yep. and then and then splits? just deserts? Yeah, that's him. So he's still around. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He was also yeah, he was in yeah, he was in last shot as well. So uh Daniel Jose Alder um really likes his character, showed up in that, yeah, Born in the Storm, which is the one from the first uh, from a certain point of view. So, you know, this is this is great. And I think that one is yeah, another that's the that uh chapter was Daniel Jose Alder again. So I like that he's carrying this character oh, through. Thanks. And it's organic, right? Like if you read this comic. I was just clicking because I feel like this is someone like they took right. time to give this character a lot of elements. So that's why I, I, you know, clicked around on it a little bit, because if you're just reading this, you don't need to know this backstory. But I love his little his own little tale of just, you know, deserting and becoming this like for, you know, the scavenger on Tatooine. Yeah. yeah so cool that the setup is that. Uh, Zuckus and Forlom got in a fight with Boba and Boba just took them out and Forlom's head basically yeah threw it down near java's palace yeah thrown down in in java's palace and uh and then it's recovered by a java in the beginning of this issue like the beginning of this issue is just a few panels just all in uh the the native java language and it's it's so cool for that to start like that and he discovers something in the cavern and you're wondering what it could be and obviously it's forlom's head and then ramsey gets involved and the, the use of that character is so cool like really fun to have that character come uh come into the story um but but so cool that in the past there's that mission where they go after that uh that kind of uh droid mechanic dr cribber is idolax dr cribber is and they i guess uh zuckus and forlom kill uh this kind of the pacifist brother of the actual uh, yes, Shriver is. Yeah, the brother of Shriver. So then, there's, then it's a re- revenge story after that, where this Colosetto, which is, if you don't know what a Colosetto uh, is, it's the species from uh, Force Awakens, it's, uh, the Dengue sisters that are, I guess, in Maza's castle. They're sitting in a one of the, the tables. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. look very yeah. much like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yeah. basically. Um, and that was cool. That, that I really like the arc of the story, where it's. The kind of the villain was wanted revenge for all the right reasons, basically. Um, and then so you could you basically got, and they got this great interaction with Zuckus and this new mechanation of Forlom, basically Mecha Forlom, which is <laughs> yeah, pretty- yeah. Yeah, it's like he's like a six armed giant spider creature, which makes sense. Insect to insect, et cetera. Um, yeah, but still kind of a sad story. We get a very lost and forlorn Zuckus. Yeah, he just wants to reunite with Forlom, and when he discovers Forlom, Forlom's been programmed to kill him, so he's like, Zuckus must die. Like, that's just what he's saying over and over again. It's right. Just, it's so sad for, for Zuckus, who just wants his friend back, basically, like his the, his his counterpart, as it yeah. finds him. You know, he, it's always, that's who he's on the hunt with. You know, for his entire career, and uh, yeah, and then also also a strange turnout <laughs> to, and also the humanizing of the two insect characters. Like shout out to Daniel Jose Alder for making these two me care about these two insects <laughs> yeah. more than I've ever cared about insects in my life, and it was it was so cool. And even talking around them being insects, where it's like, oh yeah, he's also <laughs> an insect, so I don't yeah. understand. Like like I, I 
it's interesting that you referred to him as an insect when I'm an insect or something. I forgot what line that was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so uh, Sybaris's henchmen are like, get in there, insect scum. And he's like, I find that odd seeing that yeah, your is an insect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm also an insect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. Daniel and, the Elder, I think, really writes aliens yeah. well. He's he used, uh, you know, heavy dollars. And as I went through the comic, almost all the characters on. are aliens. I was like, this is mm-hmm. incredible. The story doesn't have any real, like, human protagonist at the center of it. It's just all aliens, which I loved. Yeah. I do, Gus. I, I loved that they had that kind of the, the other gang of people or gang of creatures in the middle of this high, whole thing. And oh, we, we talk about all of them, but there's a character named Trot, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Trot. Oh, Trot. The lemur, yeah. the lemur character. The yeah. lemur character. And I just loved he was obsessed with taking people's limbs. It was like, like Rocket from it just, Guardians. It is very like, Rocket-like. Rocket. Like, he's obsessed with limbs. I just love when Mecha or Mecha Forlom shows up. He's just like, so many limbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great, it's a great joke yeah. set up way back at the beginning of the issue and it pays off. It's very, yeah. And the well team's done. like, well, Trot, you know what to do. And he's like, yep. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It was a funny, weird cadre they had that they, that Zuckus went in the whole time. Zuckus is like, I wish I had friends. And the whole time <laughs> they're like, these are the friends you're making along the way. That's the whole thing. Like you have them caring about you Zuckus but Zuckus is so weird yeah he is weird he is he's always in like the talking in the third person and it's just like I don't even you know his idea of friendship is a little bit different than most I think but uh yeah yeah it was very well written and and always an enjoyable ride with Zuckus true uh well should we see where Zuckus is after this issue yes let's do that all right, well, let's talk about Bounty Hunters number 15 or the Bounty Hunters The Gathering by Sax, Villanelli, Prianto, uh, Lanham, uh, Kamakola, and Woodard. Uh, all right, so here's another short summary. Valance and Gengar, like everyone else in the galaxy, are trying to score an invite to Crimson Dawn's party. This ends in a second row with Deathstick. Meanwhile, Tonga <laughs> and Losha are building their own team, which includes Tassa Leech and Zuckus. I know, quite a team. Yeah, we got yeah. more Zuckus in this issue, guys. Yeah. Not only did we get more, we got a lot more Zuckus than <laughs> yeah. I ever thought we'd get. <laughs> more than I thought we'd ever see. Full, we get shirtless Zuckus. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, we get the whole floating Gand sanctuary. That's what we yeah. get. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yeah, but they, what is it that they breathe? It's like, it's this poison, well, poison for us. It's a... Uh, Ammonia. Ammonia, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like eating through everyone's suits. It's, it was. I, I'm glad they did the flip there. They don't do that enough where it's like, all right, finally Zuckus is out of his respirator and is like living his best life and all the humans have to like get suited up to in order to uh, to exist there. I think that's that's always a nice little science fiction twist. Yep. Yeah, he's an exceptional tracker, Zuckus. Yeah, he's the best. That's why... That's why Tonga or Loshar trying to get recruited. Yeah, this is speaking of that. This is a very uh, heavy uh, Tonga and Lucia uh, episode mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. I always like bio suits or space suits whenever they're brought into like the, the yeah. lore or the mythos because yeah. I always thought, you know, I've always wanted to see a lightsaber go off in like zero G, like ignite 
Yeah, like what would it be? Dying for that scene, just to hear what that would sound like, just what you could do with sound design. Uh, no sound. It was just, it, well, in this, it was just cool that they're in that ammonia-rich atmosphere in those like bio suits. Yeah. So yeah, you get a lot of their story. I mean, like, I just love the Dengar Valance stuff. Like, I'm just like, they're kind of growing on me as a duo. If you want to do a Valance Dengar storyline, I think that works. Uh, Deathstick's an interesting character, although I, it just, I know she's kind of a, she's, she's an Uber. Like, she's gonna take out anyone who she fights. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's always, she's gonna win every fight. Right. Yeah, she's a ninja. But no, I, I I really like this Valance and Dengar team up. It's been really fun. It's like this calamitous buddy cop sort of it's story. I'm just going to I'm going to put it on Front Street. Uh, I am not the biggest Dengar fan. I am not the biggest Valance fan. Yeah. But you put them together. And <laughs> I kind of like them now. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know why I don't I don't like feeling this way. I, I like I loved my pure unadulterated hate of 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 Dengar and and it's and it's dissipating. Sax is doing a good job of making me like Dengar. Yeah, they're kind of great, you know, because you you get all their foibles, but they're coming together as a team. It's gonna. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see where this goes. And yeah, they just keep failing upward through the ranks here. And um, yeah, we got Dengar shows off his sleight of hand, which has got him into trouble a few times, but it helped him out this time. Um, oh, yeah, he's getting he just gets beat down, but somehow steers steals an invitation to the uh, to the Jellicoe ball to the yeah. Crimson Dawn celebration. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Never thought we'd get a cat's reference on this podcast. So, um, so yeah, I what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Tasu Leech. Let's not Tasu let's Leech. Not, let's yeah. not blow past that. One of the best lines in Force Awakens. Tasu Leech, good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that this from? Flew me from, in. It's uh, Force Awakens. So when he, it, I can't remember which gang he's part of, but when when uh, oh, Solo, Club. Club. That's well, right, because they're on Narconji. There's this yeah. whole like cage fighting scene in the beginning of this issue yeah. where we uh, we meet Tasu Leech and he's fighting the this like <laughs> Zabrak with knife hands like knives for hands like, yeah like, yeah and but they're like bros it turns fight. out yeah yeah and they do yeah. a good job of um and because when we see him in force awakens we're talking about 35 or more years later yeah right and the actor which i can never remember the actor's name but he's part he was in the raid and the raid redemption um or raid uh two um and is an amazing martial artist um, and really worth watching. But they, they do a good job of kind of de-aging him for this. And you can see the connection between him and the actor. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at his Force Awakens thing now. I'm trying to find played by. Sorry. Uh, Yayan Ru- Ruhian. Uh, yeah. The Raid and The Raid 2 are exceptional films. If you haven't seen them, check them out. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Because I was like, I know this name, but from where? But that's right. Why don't you ask Kanji Club? And then he's like, Tasu Leech. Good to see you. There's <laughs> <laughs> only Harrison. That's, it's, now, that's my new ring. To, my new, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> the best, it's the best Indiana Jones delivery of all time, even though it's in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Um, 
And then was the, was the other thing I was going to mention in this uh, issue? Oh, let's let's talk about Destic for a minute. All right, Space Ninja. Yeah, is she someone we're going to find out that we know? I, I, I just so. I, I get I'm suspicious. Getting, like, what are you thinking? Sabe vibes, you guys. Maybe I'd be really interesting. Ooh. Yeah, I like that a lot. Sabe, I like that. Yeah. Hey, what happened to her invader? I forget. Uh, she's still around, I think. Right, I think she escaped because I think I think Vader spared her because you know reminded her of Padme, reminded her of Padme. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Fennec Shan, but I like the I like the I like the Sabe. Because then you could do a Disney Plus series where it's the Sabe show and she's also Destic <laughs> and it's like this DC Star Wars crossover event. It better be something because I can't. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I can't deal with a character just called Destic. Who has this? No, it's probably a new character. Really? Yeah. They like I, I don't know. Broadening the so why is she? Why? I don't know. I, I guess I'm just looking at comic book logic here. I don't know why you have a character. Could not be Kira doing her own dirty work. Basically? Maybe. It I'm could curious be. about that. Actually, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that's a show. Right because there. her entire face is covered except her eyes. Like you just you don't do that unless there's a reveal. I know. Right. I, and I think you get a glimpse of the eyes now and again. I would love to you look do, at yeah. that. Because you do get the sense that she's sort of faking it till she makes it with Crimson Dawn and trying to make them seem elite. Maybe she has been moonlighting as Death Stick to sort of make ends meet. Um, we did see a different... So we're starting to see more of these messengers that have gone out around the galaxy inviting people. And we got that uh, Black Sun member last week uh, right. inviting Jabba. Um, but... Yeah, but then Death Stick is sort of stands out. I think I think you're onto something there. I, my money would be on Kira herself, but I don't know. It would be interesting if it's someone else. You're right; it's got to be someone. Do you know why I'm going Fennec Shan? Because they're playing with time too in these issues. When you mm. see how they're they're pacing it out, I'm like, you know, Kira could be at all these places too, like doing this stuff. You totally could. Yeah, I like that idea. You could play around with that time. I'm going Fennec Shan because there's a scene where she, um, when she meets up with um the leader of the unbroken clan who i can never remember that character's name oh or not yeah. not the leader but like the um the field general Camdex, Candex, something like that Cam or uh okay. um, oh wait the, the old guy is Camdex, but no you're talking about um the female uh yeah is it with uh, the, the david bowie haircut vukora vukora so um destic is sitting there uh drinking wine out of a at drinking wine right and her fennec shan at the very end of uh oh, mandalorian yeah. first thing she does when she gets to boba's with both or gets to a jabba's with boba or pop, pop a cork and uh, start drinking wine she go. has she has a move she has a move even if her guts are made of machines now yes uh literal abs of steel <laughs> Well, not yet, but yeah. Oh, yeah, not in, yes. Oh, you're right, not in Not this, for another but, six years. But in, yeah. But in, in the, Bekoboba, the yeah, Bekoboba. Still, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. So that's Sorry. my guess, but I think I like the idea of Kira. I think that, I think you're right with the playing around time. It makes a lot of sense that, we you know, we've only seen Kira in a couple of places in very specific times, and there's no reason why Destic couldn't be doing this at the same time. Yeah. I'm liking Vukora's new design, helmetless design uh -huh. now. Yeah, me too. It's really like Ziggy Stardust. Like, really like that haircut. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can see the the outfit's kind of cool. It's got some purple piping that's like yeah. neon 
purple piping and just doing some cool things. Good, because I know I've been kind of you've been harsh. I've been kind of harshing on it a little bit, but I do like I do like. They've been listening apparently. Apparently, she's yeah, changed. I I hope not. No one should <laughs> ever shatter the helmet. Like that is like that's yeah. If if it ever came back to me like yeah, we're listening to the podcast and we decided to change it, I would never be on this podcast again because <laughs> <laughs> so really, please don't. I don't want anyone to listen to me. You're they're all so much more talented than I am. <laughs> please do what you yeah keep doing it keep doing your thing it's great um yeah so yeah another actually really fun ride and now we're gonna this was a little bit of a step back right because everyone else is already at the party but now this, of, of course um you know the last people there would be dengar and valens to sort of join the the squad yeah. um we did get a nice uh, appearance from uh wendelphus oh yeah and by appearance, I mean, like, we actually get to see Wendelphus again. And I love that design. He's such yeah. a, like, another sort of insectoid, non-human uh, character. Finish Love Warlord. Crime Lord. Yeah. Uh, really cool looking. Yeah. Warlord. Well, I mean, because we've right. seen him before, but I feel like yeah. we get, like, tight shot. Yeah. And it's we see that character in the Clone Wars, right? It's what's the Separatist general tarantula that gets half its face. Oh, man. It's like Dr spider or like doctor yeah it's very, it's very on the noise on the nose and i can't remember what it's called but i think it's the same species right uh no i i don't know no? this one feels like the 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 head it has lots of eyes but it feels more like wendelphus feels more like alien but with like eyes up the like head carapace mm. as opposed to um that that commander which is like really just a spider yeah well i'm, That's, I'm googling but yeah yeah um, but yeah, that's that's my guess. But uh, yeah. again, really cool design. And this is Canto Bite too, right? Like Wendelphus operates out of Canto Bite. Yes, pretty cool. It's pretty close. This is a great Canto Bite place. And what's great about this scene is, uh, uh, at one point they're they're like the the police try to arrest them, and Valance just punches them in the face and goes, "I don't have time for this." Whereas we like spent <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of time with the police running around in the Last Jedi. I was like, "Oh, Valance has no time for any plot of <laughs> being arrested here." Yeah, that's. I thought that was a great yeah. kind of like yeah. meta thing. Nice turn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, I like the Return of Cano bite again. They do. They're doing a lot of legwork to synergize, like all eras of star Wars in these comics. And um, I love that they're tying in the sequel trilogy here. Yeah, me too. Um, and yeah, and the clone wars and uh, even higher public is making a lot. Is, of is everyone gunning for Boba? Is that the motivation for a lot of these characters? Well, they all have their own like reasons, right? Yeah, because we know right now Boba is interacting with, the star wars crew right with the rebels that's yeah. that's where we last last left them and so they're they so yeah so but it's like dengar's you know beef is really he's trying to go after money right but then you know uh what's his name uh oh. balance is going after like trying to save han solo you know to like pay him back right right and then you know I don't. I guess Zuckus isn't there yet, but uh, maybe he'll. Yeah, I guess he's been like tied in there. Then Doctor Afra is just there because the tag 
family oh right she that's has her there to steal information i think from someone else she's not even there really to do anything about han or boba yeah or boba or yeah she didn't even know he was there or um i mean right. or jabba right so she has her own thing vader is there to crush their spirit you know it's a, they all have their own sort of yeah vader's there I to get on and Kira and vader might fight I think you're onto something there. I think we might get that. I, I, I think of all possible interactions, that makes the most sense. And it's the least canon breaking, not canon, but you know what I mean? Least like. Oh, man. Imagine so, if she had one of uh, Maul's old lightsabers. Yeah. So, like, you the sort of like of tangentially the of get the like Maul versus Vader fight. Because, right. Like, she's got all of Maul's moves. What if you okay. get what if you get Luke, Akira, and Vader all fighting across, you know, sprawling, you know, uh, theater or like whatever, like a uh, venue. Yeah. And you just get them all fighting each other. That would be cool. Yeah. That'd be I mean, you you've got a who's who in this like battle royale, lock the doors, they're all in there. I mean, but it's it's almost crazy. Yeah. It, you think this would be like a red wedding aspect to this, where the doors get locked and Crimson Dawn's like, "We want to just kill all the syndicates at once and just prove our dominance." Of the underworld uh, or yeah, I think I think, think Kira had a line that sort of alluded to that. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, how? Wow. What better way to like assert your dominance you, you than just immediately the become main... the top? Yeah, they they have home uh, field advantage. Right. right, they're on their own ship, and they have all the people there. Like, but Vader's it's a really maybe they think Vader's going to do it. Maybe they think Vader is the key. Maybe they knew Vader would come. I don't know. Yeah, you know? that was it. Because it's like anyone who enters a room with Vader is going to die. It's so over. It's like, yeah, it's really interesting, right? Because we're still just we're still we're not still we're almost like probably halfway through the event or getting close to the halfway mark, and we still have no idea why, right? Like, it's not just like it, it, it's not just that they want to, <laughs> like auction off han solo like kira's not doing that just to do that so she has machinations yeah i could see like the anakin part of vader would love to destroy all of those criminals in one room like yeah. just to you know to bring order to the galaxy like peace and whatever like that opportunity i think both vader and anakin yeah would actually want want to take advantage of that and just kill everybody it is weird seeing him in a room with like all these gangsters and warlords and not wanting to just cut them down yeah yeah i can see him being diplomatic though especially like in empire he was he was pretty ruthless and cruel and whatever but uh, uh like he didn't pull his lightsaber out and start chopping people down like he's yeah i'm just saying it's such a golden opportunity if you were inclined to bring more order to the galaxy and take out criminal yeah. syndicates yeah. we never this really is... saw we never saw uh vader in the original trilogy interact with anyone other than really the empire people in the empire i mean other than that one scene where he's hiring bounty hunters to right but it's that's one scene right where he's just he's delegating yeah. so it makes a little more sense and, and bounty hunters are different they're not lawless they are a legal part code. of the galaxy yeah right they're kind of a union yeah i mean they ultimately do have a union a guild <laughs> right by the time we reach mando yeah right. pretty wild i'm looking forward to this pushing forward um well looking forward to the next step i should say instead yeah. of saying forward oh. six times in a row 
you're gonna have to wait a little while because next week we are getting no issues of war of the bounty hunters really yeah we're just getting a high republic which we'll save because we're gonna do a high republic catch-up in a couple of weeks so yeah next week uh i guess we're just gonna do a bad batch yeah unless there's some big news but the week after that we get uh, we're going back to getting two we get star wars 16 and uh war of the bounty hunters number three so we're getting the next big movement in the whole giant crossover event. Nice. Very excellent. Good. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, um, all right. Great. Well, uh, thanks very much, everyone, for uh, listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, hope you had a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you next week um, with a lot of Bad Batch news. Yeah. Take care. And may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. <laughs>